and welcome to the Hand in Hand Show, where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of Stroke Focus Podcasts. This is Cam, your host. If you are a survivor, a caregiver, a researcher, a support group leader, or a local business helping the stroke and brain injury community, Stroke Focus is offering a number of exciting programs. Get details at the end of this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hand in Hand Show, a part of Stroke Focus. We're here today with Emmanuel Gigante, um, or Manny. This is actually our second interview with him. We interviewed him back in January, but we're bringing him back for kind of an update here. So he suffered a stroke, in case you don't remember this, when he was 29 and he was playing paintball. That was back in 2003, and he felt weak, and he mm-hmm. tried tried to drive home. That was 10 miles away from where he was playing, and he had no idea how he made it home. By the time he opened the door, he'd lost strength in his right leg and collapsed. His right wife then rushed him to the emergency room. So before the stroke, he was working hard as a network engineer and technology startup, often working a nonstop for 23 hours a day. But he spent the rest, the next two years, really in a wheelchair. In 2005, Manny lost his son due to an unfortunate accident. And although he's been supported by his wife and three other kids, he's found it hard to adjust to his new life. And he later realized there were so many things to be grateful for. Instead of playing sports with his kids, he could coach them to be better human beings. Now, many years later, he's totally reinvented himself, which a lot of us have to do. So welcome me. Well, thank you, Cam. When we talked back in January, we had a whole conversation, but some things have changed now. What's going on? One of the major things that has changed, um, I've gone back to the work, well, uh, training for some career development. I've been in this 15-week boot camp um, becoming a Salesforce administrator, and um, that's actually coming coming to an end in about two weeks. And also, uh, during the same time, um, I now have two daughters in college. So one that was, that's going to be an occupational therapist. Now my second daughter is actually off to college. So it's been a very interesting year. I've actually gotten more involved with my stroke community here in my area. I'm actually now a peer volunteer for my hospital, you know, being able to go out and share my story with uh, new survivors and, also seeing other people who uh, who are in different stages of their recovery and being able to um, just share that my experiences with people who pretty much was my was in my shoes back in 2003 it's been a very rewarding experience just like as, as I'm sharing my story as I shared my story in January you know it's just amazing to be able to give that same point of view to other strokes uh, strokes survivors so it's been very encouraging for me, and I've and also because of that experience, I've actually been asked by several other hospitals to come talk to their caregivers and also their um, their um, stroke units. So um, I'm yeah. trying to give back as much as I can in my community over here. That's something that keeps me going. Also, is being able to get out there and share with people, and that's why this program is so important 
because it lets people know that they're not alone, that we, you know, do understand. And, you know, I love this reinventing yourself and that you found that you had things to be grateful for. I think you have to be grateful every day for something. Then you expand that every day to maybe two things and then three things. And then all of a sudden you find all these wonderful things that you can be grateful for. And I think that this time in our lives, reinvention is possible because, you know, our life has changed. And it's like we've been given this second chance and finding new things and new outlets. Kind of remind everybody, maybe, since you're talking about this new position and this training and stuff, mm-hmm. what were you doing before? So after 2003, when I suffered my stroke, I, you know, because of my physical insufficiencies I had in my uh, in my physical being, I couldn't do a lot of different work that I was doing. So I actually was able to go over to uh, our vocational um, rehabilitation uh, department here in California get licensed as a real I got licensed as a real realtor in 2008 and since 2008 till pretty much January of this year because of the way the market's been in my area and the competition out here I had to find something else to uh, you know another form of work to get into and I had an opportunity to get into the, the, uh, the Salesforce administration training so I did I did move into that it was very overwhelming at first, you know, be, you know, with my disabilities and, you know, getting into a whole new program and just, you know, the whole another reinvention over again, you know, just get it, get out, get out there and come out of that shell a little bit, a little bit more and being willing to be teachable or just see opportunities out there has been very, you know, very rewarding for me and, but also very, you know, very scary at the same time. Mm-hmm. And also, one thing I want, I want to talk about, the you know, you talk about being, you know, as I said before, being grateful about everything. And as stroke survivors, I really feel that we need to be even more grateful of just those little victories that we have daily. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I speak, I, I, I talk to survivors, and you know, who are very uh, impatient about, you know, recovery or, you know, I can't do, you know, why can't I do, why can't I walk out the door right away or, or run away? But, you know. I always want to remind them that, well, you know, yesterday you weren't even, you weren't even able to stand, you know, really celebrate those little, those little things. Right. Because those, 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 the, the progression of those little things will get you bigger things down the road. But I know for me, when I, you know, after my, my stroke, I was very um, impatient about what, you know, of this delay of getting into, you know, getting great getting gains or getting recovery or being able to do anything but it's just you know it's just amazing to me to see these little positive movements that are mm-hmm. getting me to a, to my next stage in life you know at this point i don't know about you but i can i can talk about me in this is that i don't always see the progression anymore yeah. you know and so that's really hard but every once in a while like you said Something will happen. Like two years down the road, I was able to put a fitted sheet on the bed. Five years down the road, I was riding an adult tricycle. You have to celebrate these little things and realize that a year ago you couldn't do it or two years ago you couldn't do that. Six and a half years ago, I couldn't walk. 2003, you were in 2004 and maybe five, you were in a wheelchair. Exactly. But you're not in a wheelchair now. 
I know that I still run into walls. You know, I'll go from one side to the other walking down a hallway mm-hmm. when I'm not doing my best. And I, I have bad days. Do you have bad days? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. So, you know, we still have problems, but we are grateful for those days that we take it straight down the hallway and we don't hit either side. Yeah, exactly. So there are things to be grateful for. And I know there are people who would probably scoff at that and say, what's there to be happy about? Well, number one, you could say I'm happy to be alive. I've got my family, you know, or, you know, I've got my, I'm back with my dog, you know, whatever it is. There's always something, and that's very important. How do you feel about this class that you've been doing? How much of a struggle has that been for you to learn this information? Because I know for me, going to school is just of any type is would be very difficult. It's challenging. I'm not gonna lie, but it is. But it's, at the same time, it's something that fits me personality wise because I like that challenge of it. You know, and I'm that. My personality type is administrator. You know, I like managing people or managing things. So, you know, I tried to fit into a sales role previously, and that really wasn't my personality type. So I, I really, I didn't really need to succeed there. But being able to really find where my skills, you know, my personality, will, you know, flows with with a position has really helped me. And there are a lot of resources out there that can help people do that. Well, my, you know, my advice to anyone who's, you know, even getting into reinventing themselves after a major event like, you know, like a stroke is, you know, really one, look for those resources that are out there because there are <laughs> numerous just resources out there that people can tap into that just don't because they're just not aware of it. So that's where getting connected with, you know, like a local, you know, stroke support group would be great. Or even uh, with the, with the facility that they may they may they may have been inpatient with, will have some kind of a resource they can reach out to community programs in their area. I really want to tell people reach out for those resources because they're great. They're they're really great. They can really help you with career with life things. You know, it's 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 yeah. really it's great to not be alone in those situations. You know, I remember. My first reaction after my stroke was, oh, I want to isolate. You know, I'm just going to stay in, I'm going to stay real cooped up in the house all the time because I don't want anyone to feel, to see me how imperfect I am because of my stroke. I was going to say that's really true. A lot of stroke survivors end up staying at home. They're afraid to get out. They're afraid of their disability, people watching them. They just don't feel that their abilities are there to be out in the community. But you have to overcome that. And I know I'm making it sound easy. Saying, oh, you know, get over it. Get out there. Yeah. But it, it's not that easy. And I understand. I had to not necessarily force myself, but I went to work. I was asked to run a stroke support group. And so I did that. And then I found that, oh, it's not just running the stroke support group. It's people are going to are asking me to go do other talks and stuff. And yeah. I, and then at some point, I was on brain injury radio doing podcasts somehow, but at least I could sit home and do that, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, this one came up. And and so whether it's, you know, just a natural flow of things or that you actually have to make yourself get up and get out, it doesn't have to be every day. 
It doesn't have to be every week, but you need to get out, whether it's, I don't know, go to the mall and and walk or, you know, roll around in your wheelchair, whatever. You need that interaction because I think that's huge in recovery. And then I also, I don't know if you've had the same experience, but the more I share my story, not even with stroke survivors or with anyone out there, I've never had anyone come back to me and say, you know, be ever had a bad reaction to that. Like, you know, they never saw me as weak whenever I shared my story, which was Mm -hmm. something I always, you know, it was amazing to me. I share my story and they see me as, as strong because I am, you know, I am sharing my story. So it's, it's counterintuitive, but it's amazing for me. I think that in sharing, you're actually showing that you're the fighter. I never thought of it that way at the beginning. Yeah, my challenge was, uh, was has always been, even before the stroke, was perfection. It was just being trying to be perfect in every little thing because if, if I'm perfect, everyone would approve of me. So it just got more amplified after my stroke. So, And it's funny because um, physiologically, uh, as we get more and more connected, we actually produce hormones in our bodies. You know, uh, if you've heard of oxytocin, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's the one thing that, will uh, eliminate cortisol, which is the, the the hormone in our body that causes so much stress on our bodies. You know, heightened levels of cortisol are, is one of the reasons most, most people will have strokes because it causes arteries to, to collapse. It causes, you know, causes so many other chronic diseases. But as we become more connected with others, we actually release this oxytocin in our bodies and it gives us the courage to share our hearts, you know, what's really in our heart, not in our mind, but how, you know, uh, when we become very vulnerable and being able, you know, you talk about, you know, the courage it is to share our stories. It's just amazing. Uh, and it's, it's when we share our story, you know, it's courage. And if courage comes from the Latin word cur, which means heart. So, you know, when you're talking, when I'm, when I'm sitting there with somebody, another stroke survivor and I'm, sharing my story, I'm sharing my heart, and that, you know, that actually produces oxytocin in me and them. So, you know, it's actually, by me sharing, I'm actually getting benefit out of it. So it's been amazing for me to go through that journey. And even just talking with you, you know, on the podcast, even from January, you know, I feel so, you know, so lightened, you know, with this load, this, you know, stress that, that comes out of me, just being able to share that story. So, I, you know, that's the hope I give for other survivors out there. There was a website that you had talked about, I think, yes. the last time we were together. Mm-hmm. Do you want to remind everybody what that was or what it was, um, um, what it was all about? Yeah, I'm also affiliated with a, uh, with a startup. A start, uh, we've actually changed the website now. It's called Bravely, bravely.io. And, uh, if you want to hear more about um, research behind oxytocin and being able to um, um, build up resilience in your body, you know, physiologically in your bodies, you know, I, I really encourage people to check it out. Once again, it's bravely.io, B-R-A-V-E-L-Y.io. We're not, we're not actually launching, we're going to be launching an app hopefully the end of this year, but um I'll keep you guys abreast to uh, everything that we're doing and, uh, you know, check it out. There's some great research on there that, you know, people can, can dive into. Yeah. And if anyone wants to reach out to me, um, I'm at Manny Gunty on Twitter. Um, so 
please feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to converse with you. If you're a stroke survivor that wants, you know, any kind, you know, wants to see another point of view, uh, you know, reach out to me. Or what do you think is the greatest challenge to stroke care today? I think accessibility to uh, new therapies has been very challenging. Um, some of the stroke survivors in, uh, in, in my, in my support group, um, have tried some other, you know, um, non-insurance covered, uh, therapies such as stem cell, um, therapies, which aren't covered, uh, you know, with a lot of insurances. So I think that's a big challenge right now is just with insurance, you know, especially with therapy. If you're going into an, uh, outpatient occupational therapist or physical therapist, you know, you're mm-hmm. set eight visits. And you can't go over those eight visits because it's not covered by um, by the insurances after those eight visits. But there's also this thought that you know you 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 know we've plateaued. Um, mm-hmm. You know there, there's a point where you can't get any more benefits from more therapy, and I I, mm-hmm. I think that's not the case. I think there's always more. You know we, we can always use more therapy as strokes as survivors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that term of plateau, I, I don't, I, I don't agree with that term. Ann Jacobs is a, uh, is a PT and a, uh, neurology PhD. She wrote a book called, uh, Highs, Lows, and Plateaus. It's a great read if you're a stroke survivor, you know, just talking about how, you know, uh, neuroplasticity in our bodies can actually go past that plateau. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because of, because of that, you know, um, because of the way that, uh, insurances are set up for therapy. You know, we can't. They won't allow us to go further in the in those mm-hmm. in those situations, which I you know I I really think is is a struggle for survivors. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think are the new insights? Well, one of the things I I you know I'm one of my thoughts that I'm I've been putting in my head is that um I really want to start a local shoe exchange in my area. Mm-hmm. Uh, for stroke survivors, because, you know, we all, we, we all have those issues where if we have our AFO or brace, we, you know, only one shoe. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's been challenging to get, you know, to get just one shoe or a split pair. So I really want mm-hmm. to start some kind of, uh, organization in my area to do, you know, shoe exchanges or, mm-hmm. you know, I know there's some, a few national ones, but I just don't have, there's just not one here locally. So I, I kind of want to get that, get involved and get that organized. So that's one of my mm-hmm. that's one of my goals for this year to at least get something you know get get some other survivors together and see if that might be a good idea for us. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great idea, and I'd never thought of it, but I've not worn an AFO or or anything like that, so I don't know how that works. Anything that we can do, I'd love to see things like exchanges of equipment. So. You know, yeah, maybe upgrade your walker or, or, you know, go from a tri-cane thing to a quad cane or, you know, whatever it is. And maybe somebody can do some exchanging. Um, but anything like that, I think that you can save. As we know, as a stroke survivor, sometimes the money's just not there. Exactly. So what other words of wisdom, um, thoughts do you have at this time? One of my biggest words of wisdom, I would say, is um, if there's any new stroke survivors ha- uh, that's listening to this, is you know, be patient, especially with your caregivers, because you know, um, as long as many of us know, 
when when someone has a stroke, we're not the only one that's affected by that stroke. Our caregivers are also affected. With it. You know, they they're probably going to be the ones that are going to be having to adjust as just as much as we are. So I really mm-hmm. encourage you to be patient with them. And uh, as much as we need training as stroke survivors, I think the caregivers need training also. Right. I think it's a two-way street. I think we as survivors need to be patient and kind. Um, Sometimes I know that we don't have that patience, and so that leaves us being unkind. And the same thing with caregivers. I believe that sometimes they get totally frustrated, overworked. I think that's right. one of the struggles I had was that, that giving, you know, having that acceptance to say that, you know, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I can't do that right now. You know, I need to, do, you know, I need to disconnect. I need to rest, you know, and that's okay. You know, yeah. We need to give ourselves permissions. Yes. So we need to give ourselves permission to step back. Manny, I want to thank you for being with us again today. Oh, always, um, I, always a pleasure. I'm glad I, I want you to come back though in a few months and talk about your job and how it's going and, and just let us know because I think it's good for people to see the progression. And even though you're however many years later, you're yeah. still reinventing, you're still figuring out things and, but you're young enough, you, you can do that. And I'm still young enough, even though I'm, quite a bit older, you know, I'm still figuring things out and still working through stuff, you know, still reinventing. We want everybody to know that's okay. So we want to hear back from you again, see what's going on. Um, but other, you, oh, you're welcome. So I hope you all have enjoyed our conversation today with Manny. I certainly have. And I hope you've got some information or even just it might help you through your day. So thank you for listening to the Hand in Hand show, part of Stroke Focus. Thank you, Manny. And see you all on the radio. This is an announcement of Stroke Focus. Stroke Focus has opened up its blog section to all its members. It is a professional platform, completely free and very easy to use. It provides instant visibility to know how many views your blog is receiving. At the same time, we are helping members put stories on our podcast. You can get a professional quality radio broadcast to share on Facebook, Twitter, or post on your site. For all our members with aphasia, our audio editors will help make your interviews smooth. Do not need any professional equipment. No interview will be published before you review and approve it. There is no charge. Join us at https colon backslash backslash www.strokefocus.net or write to us at contact at strokefocus.net. Join the growing list of people sharing stories. What you share will make a difference.